This is Things You Might Have Heard. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. I want to thank you for being here with us. We are about to present to you yesterday's latest in information, politics, current events, and pop culture. This is your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news. And yesterday was like Christmas morning with a whole bunch of stuff coming in and rolling into the day. So much things to get into and only eight stories to give you. Yes, eight stories of the top 15 stories from yesterday will present to you that were, of course, vetted by you the top 15. And if you're watching the video and you have the teaser graphic, we never thought we'd get back to here, but we're talking about that guy, and he's up first, so we'll get to him in a moment. But seven other stories along with him. Now, as I said, you vetted the stories, and that process is pretty simple. We'll explain it in just a moment after headlines and give you some fun stuff to go along with the day, because you should always start your day off some fun stuff. We'll have that coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned to the end for all of that. More info about how we do things all day, all night, all the time at The Conversation Project. Visit us at our website, this is theconversationproject.com. More info on the way but right now let's get into the headlines for today today happens to be wednesday november 28th 29th i'm sorry 2023 your headlines for this day start off with this guy this guy being bobby petrino arkansas finalizing deal to bring back ex-head coach bobby petrino as offensive coordinator when i posted this uh middle evening last night all the buzz was bobby petrino possibly coming back the deal is apparently signed now bobby petrino is back as offensive coordinator which means sam Pittman, the guy everybody seems to love but can't quite get the job done is still the coach although i think a lot of people from the fan response i saw on the twitter slash x last night would rather have Petrino back as the coach now technically he's moving himself backwards and so he, he so essentially in two years he'll be back in atlanta and then a year after that he'll probably be back at louisville because of the way he works out it's way too much to talk about who he is and why he is and why he's a big deal for arkansas where i live and college football which is all abuzz right now so so google bobby Petrino motorcycle do that on your own check out the link that we have for this it'll give you a short detail but google bobby petrino and motorcycle and you'll get the gist of it and why he was the lacking stock stock of the world for a while and while why arkansas fans because there's something wrong with them want him back i said that i live in arkansas i will get the heat trust me it will happen let's move on to story number two this morning that is oakland is getting a new minor league baseball team called the oakland bees why the oakland bees well, Major League Baseball approved the team move to Las Vegas. So very soon, the Athletics will be the Las Vegas Athletics. The B stands for ballers as they're going to get, you know, the best they can do and have some baseball legacy left in uh, the Bay Area in Oakland. But it's going to be for minor league team. They're going to be independent league. They're not going to be actually affiliated with the A, the Athletics, the A's. And so we're going to see how that, that comes up there. Uh it's the best they can do right now to keep the essentially a reverse boycott of people leaving uh, the uh, essentially the fan base that is Oakland. Oakland, a very strong, very long lasting fan base for baseball and the A's very long, very strong team in Oakland. But they no longer will exist as everybody's trying to move to Vegas these days. The Oakland slash L.A. Raiders are in Vegas. Why not the Oakland slash L.A. Athletics? Apparently, it's going to happen. Mark Cuban is selling a majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks to Miriam Elderson and Casino Tycoon Elderson family for valuation in range of $3.5 billion. Mark Cuban bought the team uh, about five years ago or so, maybe not quite that long ago, uh, for about $280 million or so. It, uh, in, deeper in the story has the details, but about $280 million he bought the team, and he's selling it for 
3.5 billion the or valuation will probably be. he'll get about 2 billion of that money uh and what he's going to have for that uh i think mark cuban knows a little bit about business how to make things work out he has definitely um, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry i said um 2013 it's he's had the team for quite some time he bought it in 2000 for 285 million dollars uh and has made the playoffs in all but five seasons while he's been in charge now here's the deal he gets to stay in charge the deal he works out for for now, like a lot of people doing their exit strategies, will allow him to stay in charge of basketball operations, keep all the stuff he's doing for the Mavericks as the business owner, as the guy that runs things. But he'll no longer be the majority owner. That means more money infused, probably a bit of a foreign money capital and some Vegas money, if you will, because everybody's dealing with Vegas. But Mark Cuban gets to stay in charge and go as well. He's also leaving Shark Tank. And that was another story. We put two stories out here. That one may find its way in here tomorrow based on where it was posted. But he's also going to leave Shark Tank in uh, a season or two. So I think he knows what he's doing, though. I think he'll be okay. Meanwhile, Sports Illustrated writers horrified that's a quote by a report that AI generated articles are being published under SI banner. Now, this is a bit more complicated than it reads, but um, the site called Futurism, which is essentially a blog site, is posting that Sports Illustrated website has some AI generated sports of things that are contributed as sports stories. This is not actually anything that's new because if you go to any website, they have all these stories. All the big news sites have these little links that look like stories, but are actually links to ads or links to uh, other websites that do sort of the, uh, the the listicle type stuff. What we've had on this thing here is Sports Illustrated is working with or was working with um, a actual another third party. Um, Arena Group Management, I believe is what it's called. I'm trying to read through the script right here. Arena Group, um, uh, uh, Advon, there we go. Advon is the company worked by Arena Group Management that basically pulls certain details, certain data, and makes websites, make some articles using AI, using bits and pieces uh, for various arena groups, various local teams. So a lot of local things popping up there in the spots to kind of fill the gap and make it look like there's more stuff there is being pulled by AI and it's pulling basic details, stats, names, whatever. But this has come back to haunt many people. Uh, many, um, there was actually Advon, maybe the same company that was trying to run high school and college websites, basically trying to take their stats and turn them into articles real quick and wrote very terrible things out there, which made many newspaper groups have to kind of, you know, basically make apologies about what went there. Here's Sports Illustrated, the valued name, at least it was at some point in time, doing the same thing as the working through the arena group, which worked through someone else, pulling up articles for sports that were just very terrible. AI not taking the Sports Illustrated jobs quite yet, and the way it's working, it'll be a while before that happens. Now, here's an irony. I was listening to the news day prior, listening to SiriusXM and Julie Mason on her show talk to uh, the lady who's in charge of the National Christmas Tree about the fact that the Christmas tree was not the original tree. It was the original tree that was planted and grown, had gotten disease, they had to cut it down, sadly, but they brought in a backup tree. It was not planted. It was just, you know, you know, on a stand. And she asked, hey, can I go and just like knock it over, like press it and press it and fall it over? Guess what? Gusty winds topple the national Christmas tree near the White House. Julie Mason uh, feigned ignorance of the actual ordeal, saying she was nowhere near what happened. But the national tree in D.C. near the White House was brought down by strong winds on Tuesday. But apparently now it's OK. They couldn't put the crane up in earlier because, you know, high winds and all that stuff. But the 40-foot Norwood uh, spruce 
from Mongolia National Forest in West Virginia was placed in Presidential Park Ellipse instead of being planted because the old tree died not long ago, so they didn't have time to really plant and let this tree really get in there. The tradition is the tree is brought in early and planted and taken care of, but this one had to be taken care of, as I said, from fungal disease. Winds up to 35 miles per hour made it feel even colder on Tuesday, so dealing with that was another issue. Now, the, the lighting ceremony, I believe, is tomorrow. I've, I've got, the dates aren't in the story here, so people who paid money to see the lighting ceremony will probably see the tree be lit and be lit uh, with extra security and extra sturdy uh, support because of what happened the first time. But for a day, for a couple hours, our national tragedy was not that the beavers were eating the cherry trees, which is one thing, it was a national Christmas tree literally toppled over. Amazon takes the delivery throne from UPS and FedEx. This is something that's not really surprising, and this story comes from Gizmodo, uh, although there are some write-ups in some of the uh, more standard uh, newspapers, uh, but to get this article and get this headline, we pulled it from there. Amazon will deliver more packages in 2023 than anyone, and that includes uh, a lot of stuff that's shipping out this week from Cyber Monday. Side note, the biggest thing about Cyber Monday is most of the things that were shipped, they say they're not going to be shipped or arrive till like Saturday because they're pack they're working through so many packages. So there will be a slight delay maybe in your Cyber Monday uh, orders if you haven't ordered anything um, yesterday or today in the next couple of days while they get caught up but meanwhile they're going to deliver 5.9 billion packages uh this year that's bigger than ups and fedex according to internal projections seen by the wall street journal ups is now focused on other parts of the market including international enterprise and business amazon essentially getting out getting pushing the business away from the other folks and another story that will probably not pop up based on what we have here is the fact that a lot of places amazon is is kind of big brothering pushing people around and causing issues in smaller rural areas where the last mile delivery happens to be through the united states postal service usps and because of that Real mails being backed up by Amazon packaging. You can, we can talk about that a bit later if you deem that one worthy. Let's go to Jennifer Lawrence, who denies plastic surgery rumors, insisting that her face is changing due to aging because she's getting older. A uh, few days ago and all weekend, I've spent the weekend talking about the Jessica Alba Hot 9 versus the 26-year-old Not So Much Hot 6 and how age will trump beauty, even if that beauty is, uh, uh, the beauty is, is massive at an advanced age. That's all BS. Here's another one people are shooting down Jennifer Lawrence for essentially looking like she's younger than she really still is and saying that she's had some work done. She's saying she has a great makeup artist, Hong Van Gogh, uh, who makes her look, does great things. And because she's older, she's actually playing her looks up a little bit better, a little deeper. She's aging gracefully, so suck it, people. The biggest thing that we got from the article uh, that she actually did this uh, this report in is that she's worried about mom guilt. She's not spending enough time with her kids and thinks she's not doing enough stuff to help her kid grow. Uh, that's what she's worried about. You guys that think she's not looking old enough, she says, suck it. Meanwhile, we wrap it up with Charlie Munger, the news of his death at the age of 99, which says a lot for what's going to happen for Warren Buffett and, and, Brooks, and, and um, Brookshire Hathaway. Charlie Munger, who's been known as, as um, Warren Buffett's alter ego and his sidekick and sometimes his foil 
for almost six years have helped grow the company that is Berkshire Hathaway through the billion dollar business that it is. Charlie Munger and uh, Warren Buffett uh, working side by side on the deals, on the, the stock stuff. While Warren gets all kind of the love and the support and you know the, the, the articles and the interviews at the Dairy Queens, Charlie Munger has done things in more in silence and just sort of did the actual work, if you will. Not that Warren Buffett didn't do the work, but essentially was the quiet side of what's going on while Warren Buffett got to be the kind of the happy go lucky guy uh losing charlie munger is a big deal we will see how warren buffett is gonna uh prevail go pro- prevail and how of course Berkshire hathaway uh brookshire was gonna uh, gonna gonna prevail as well uh but they've been doing this for six years somebody can figure it out and they've got plenty of money to work with right now in our emissions for the day, this is a story that was very high yesterday. It was posted um, early enough and got enough response to be like a number 10 uh, engaging story yesterday. And through the day from, uh, or, or sorry, day before, and through the day yesterday, uh, it pulled into the number three spot. I'm going to tell you this how engaging it was. It wasn't, it wasn't the top story, but a lot of people seem to care about this one. The headline is WWE legend Tammy Cinch. Uh, sentenced to 17 years of prison. That is the WWE star, Sonny. Uh, look for it online, click for the link, or look for it in our feeds and find it there. It's not listed in our stories for today because it's an omission story, something that we're not going deep into. But this is a very, very sad story of a person who, I guess, influential in a lot of ways in the wrestling game and professional entertainment, but right now dealing with some very serious issues. And although she's been sentenced to 17 years in prison now, we hope that she can find some semblance of peace and happiness is a weird thing to say uh, to go forward with her life. Let's take a minute to talk about our teaser story for today. The teaser story is how we get the teaser stories and all the stories, how we get them into the show here uh, by you engaging in the stories. Literally, you tell us what stories, what to talk about because you engage in. Now, this is not the headline that you'll see, but this was the best, um, if you're watching a video, this is the best thing I can get to get a good picture of the kid we're talking about because the picture says a thousand words and then the story gets deeper. NFL fan slams CBS4 showcasing young Chiefs fan allegedly racist outfit complete with blackface. Quote, shame on you. That is a story you're seeing if you're watching the video on Sportskedia and the thing there in the picture of the young fan, the white young man uh, with the black face uh, wearing Indian headdress saying, how can you uh, basically upset two fan bases at once? Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs still known for doing the tomahawk chop in the middle of games. So that is a thing. So, but the actual headline uh, for this is a little bit more um, nuanced because what we find out from this thing, if you see the actual picture, his face is not all black. It's black and red. Uh, It's dressed in the colors of the Chiefs, and the young man is actually of, of Native American descent. Now, was this a great idea? Probably not. Was his mom really thinking well when she let him get out the house this way? Probably not. But... We can discuss this one because this is one that we should discuss. So you'll see an actual link for a different link to the story with more detail from the Daily Mail, not the one here, and but it was hard to get one that had a good picture of it. So if you're watching the video, you can see what the uh, what this thing's all about. The big thing was Deadspin saw the picture, saw the, saw him being highlighted on TV and used this as an article head and then, of course, got blasted for jumping on the kid and then not finding out about the kid being actually Native American. It just sort of happened. Still a bad idea. What's this have to do with the feeds? Go to our website. This is theconversationproject.com and find out more about how the feeds work and what goes on behind the scenes. Or go straight to the feeds on Facebook and Twitter. 
Facebook.com slash this is conversation project and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation x.com slash th underscore conversation. Go there and engage in the story as it's there. The story is already posted if you're watching or listening to this right now. So it's already there. So just go to the feeds and engage in it. Read the full story that we have posted and tell what you think about it. Like it, love it, hate it, share it. The higher the engagement score, the better chance you have of talking about it. As we said, we'll take the top 15 stories of the day, about 30 hours of the day, and we'll take eight of those stories to present for you for the Thursday edition. Will this one make it? We will see. We presented a story about a man swallowing a fly a few days ago. It didn't make it. We'll see if this one actually makes the cut. Talking about making the cut is our one of our favorite spotlight sponsors. That is Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Go to our website. This is a conversationproject.com slash B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. I believe you can still get the Black Friday deal right now for 75% off a full year subscription. And what this does is it gives you a chance to catch up on all the books that you know you're behind on. Great nonfiction autobiographies are broken down into what they call blinks. And that is the big time, the big important pieces of the stories, big important pieces of the of the sometimes novels, big important pieces of the books. And so you can take a book that will take about four hours to read unabridged or listen to unabridged and have it read to you or read it yourself in about 15, 20 minutes. Books like from Robert Greene that take like days to read, literally, they're like eight, nine hours of tomes. You can't read in one sitting. Uh, you can get those down in 45 minutes to an hour broken down that way eight minutes down to 45 minutes how do they do that they take the real meat of the potatoes of the stories and break them down into skinny hot dog versions that's basically what happens check it out at our website for our affiliate link because we get a cut back from this if you install the actual app we get a cut back this is the conversation project.com slash blinkist b-l-i-n-k-i-s-t and help us out today now let's chat up about us for a moment the conversation project lives online at this is the conversation check us out for great details on the news because we give you news stories that are some of the big mainstream things with a little bit of this different perspective because it's coming from you guys you tell us which ones are the most important things to keep up with and we also give you um, some things that are off the beaten path way 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 off in some cases uh, some things are so far off there we sort of suspect they may not be real but we do what we can to check on them and if we do have a problem we apologize we definitely apologize we apologize to uh, Hassan Minaj because um, we jumped on the bandwagon for him making up stuff and when he had his full very full throated video with receipts apology uh, we went back and said, uh, you know, very much what we apologize, including with videos, a few of them to say what we did. So we need your help, though. We need you to tell us what stories actually are engaging. Go to our feeds and tell us that there. We need you to tell us what we to do for improving the show or shows because we have multiple ones. Go to our email, go to your email and email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. We need your help as a partner. We need more partnerships so we can grow the brand in the upcoming year. A lot of grand things we want to do and a lot of things have gotten in the way. It's amazing how we survived 2023 and how we survived all this, this, this time, to be honest. But it's time. It's really time. And I'm looking for some help and support. So if you want to do that, no obligation, but check out the partnerships page and see if there's a way that you want to join up with us. And now the fun stuff. And the fun stuff almost didn't happen the way we wanted to. Starting off with birthdays on the day. And it's not just 
another day after all. It's a great day. It's a grand day. It's one of the favorite days for my friend Rhonda Lund, who is celebrating Jonathan Knight's birthday. He's 55 years old on the day. Feel kind of old today because one of your new kids on the block is middle 50s, which means very soon they'll be 60s and very soon they'll be actually at retirement age. But if you're of a certain age and remember the certain band, uh, new kids on the block um, weren't exactly the, the, I mean, they were a, let's call them a, a, a spotlight and kind of a, a showcase band from the time. Of course, New Edition, a little bit older, doing their thing first. More, more people say they're sort of a offshoot New Edition. But Jonathan Knight and New Kids on the Block essentially started the boy band revolution, which brought in the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and, and really bad acts like LFO, uh, things like that, which you know turned into kind of the K-pop thing that's now home up right now. Love you some Jonathan Knight. You better, because it's his birthday. He's 55 years old and love you some Ronda Lund. You should, because she's lovable. A little scary. She's lovable. This day in 1972, Atari announced the game Pong, starting the video game revolution. Now, this is the original kind of Pong that was in the um, the arcades or for their arcades, in, in like pizza parlors and shops like that. Before you could take home a system that had enough power to play a thousand games forever, you had to go to a store, put a quarter into a game, and play it until you died and then put another quarter into the game and play it till you died and put another quarter in the game and then play it till you died. And then we ran out of quarters. You went home, sucked for a bit, and then got money from your parents the next day and went back and did the same thing. Atari announcing the game Pong back in 1972. Happy birthday, Pong. Today is National Throw Out Your Leftovers Day. Why do we need a National Throw Out Your Leftovers Day? Well, if you remember, uh, about a week ago, tomorrow, we had this thing called Thanksgiving where we had a lot of food and we ate a lot of stuff. And there's probably still stuff left. And there's only so many turkey sandwiches you can go through before you kind of get done with it. Uh, this is the day to throw out the leftovers that are right in the fridge that have gone way too far past consumption. Uh, this is really a day that's focused on hoarding food and leftovers that are bad in your fridge. We had a clean out your fridge day before Thanksgiving to prepare for space for Thanksgiving food. But this is a day where a lot of people have extra leftovers because of a Thanksgiving that it's day to think about actually clearing out your food and hoarding food that's left over. If you're sort of like our family and we have all sorts of leftovers, it takes every couple of, of, of weeks we have to go through and just empty things out and go through it because that's how it is. Today is a day to think about it and kind of put that in mind and maybe have a schedule. Make yourself a, a refrigerator clean-out day so you can take care of the stuff on a regular basis because all the stuff in your fridge is probably really, really awfully nasty by now. And with that, we're going to wrap it up for this day. And we're going to go on to have a great day. We hope you have a great day on this Wednesday, November 29, 2023. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, and I thank you so much for joining us on the ride. If you watch me live at 5.50 on this Wednesday morning, Central Time, thank you so much. We had some people popping in comments, so I'll respond to that uh, after I get off the air. If you're watching this in replay, let me know where you're getting the replay from and how, because, or if you're listening, because there's also the audio version. And there's just the newsletter. If you go to our website, links to get the newsletter in your inbox about 6.20 every single morning. It's just that way. We get you started off with the news of the morning, which is actually news of yesterday. So you know what to talk about going forward in the day and get you jazzed about keeping up with the conversation. Please check out the feed today. We have a lot of stuff already sort of as I'm doing this live, just kind of we are geared up uh, up until noon at this point with good stories that are going to be really impactful. And so many of them, there'll be a hard time to kind of distinguish them from the later stories. Check out the feeds because we got some Liz Cheney in there. we got some Donald Trump in there. we got some Hunter Biden in there. All your political stuff is in there. Plus, we're going to try to get some King Charles. We had King Charles yesterday. We're going to get Gail King and Charles Barkley today because they 
premiere their show tonight. It's a thing. I'm going to have to miss it, but we'll see what happens there. In the meantime, stay limber, stay hydrated, stay on task for all the grand things you are on this planet to do. Do not try to do anything to make your life here premature. We need you here. Do your best to keep it here as long as possible. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. I got a great Wednesday plan. Hopefully you do as well. Let's have a great Wednesday and let's see each other again on tomorrow morning for a great Thursday.